Welcome to the 28th episode of All of the Above, a weekly podcast about design, code, and learning. Each week, an instructional designer, a user experience designer, and a software engineer take apart the world one topic at a time. My name is Brian Brush, and I am once again joined by my co-hosts, Sam Bantner. How's it going? And Sean Duran. Hello. I can see your face. I know. So our audio may sound a little different this episode since we are currently recording within a individual room, and we have never done this before, so it's a little weird having Sean and Sam both looking me in the eye as we were speaking. But with our schedules being a little chaotic, this was sort of what we had to resort to so that we could get an episode out to you guys on time. Yeah. And Sean's very excited about it. We're within a few feet of each other's faces. It's pretty glorious. Yeah, it is glorious because we are uh, all beautiful, handsome, fit men. And that is what this week's topic is about is fitness. So we're going to be looking at that from each of our various perspectives, and we're going to kick things off by discussing it from mine, which will be centered around learning. So in spite of the fact that we often hear physical fitness improves our mental health and ability to learn, it seems that there's a constant divide in our schools between exercise and academics. So there are some social stigmas that are found on both sides. So we often see uh, portrayed in television and movies and books that the jocks are not... uh, Um, academically minded. So your athletes are not uh, ones who are are going to be doing well in school. And meanwhile, those that are doing well in school are perceived as somebody who will not be physically fit into exercise or ever playing a sport. There's a great deal of research suggesting that that should not be the case uh, because they have found that exercise, even during a a learning moment, actually results in better memory recall of that later. Um, So I am curious to hear your guys' thoughts as to how these social stigmas negatively infect us. So when I was in school, high school, not college, there was that stigma there of people being jocks and people being intelligent. We didn't really have a chess club or anything, but I I was pretty good at sports and I graduated in the top 10 in my class. So I don't know. I was always pretty into not really fitness, just being doing extracurricular activities. But back then, there wasn't a lot around fitness. Like, fitness wasn't even really a thing when I was in school, and I assume the same for you guys. It was more just being active and having fun and doing things outside of the classroom. But I've seen other people who have gone through this where it's like, well, you have, like, your your nerds who are in chess club, and they're the ones who are going to rule the world one, one, day, one day. Then you have your jocks who have their varsity letterman jackets who beat up the nerds and put their heads in the toilets and give them wedgies and hang them. Is that, has that ever really happened in real life to anybody? Uh, not to me. It's never <laughs> happened to me. I don't think if it had happened to any of us that we would admit it either. I would I would admit 100%, but I've never been given an atomic wedgie. I've, it's like a goal of mine to receive one one day. <laughs> that's a very strange goal. There's probably a weird fetish out there for this, but that's not what I have. I just want to receive one. Bring it on, jocks. <laughs> Alright, so... <laughs> So, Sean, since Sam seems to feel that there at least wasn't so much of this stigma as he was growing up, uh, did you recognize it at all, and how do you feel that it affects us? Yeah, I guess in school, if you had to just go into school, because it's very easily uh, seen as like, oh, you have school uh, from like 8 or 9 a.m. to 2 or 3, that's where you do schoolwork, and then after that, you have football, soccer, basketball, what have you, and then it's easy to see that. When it becomes more like real life or college, um, I guess not as much in college because there's like prof- a prof- 
professional, just like collegiate athletes and then there's club sports. Um, but in real life, like you go to a job and then you can do whatever you want after that in the real world. Uh, so the, the line doesn't become as like black and white. Um, I guess it just depends on what you decide to spend your time on. Because you can be really amazing at football. But if that's all you do, that's obviously not going to make you a, a good student or a, a person that learns well. Even though being more physically active, uh, it helps your brain and oxygen levels and connects more neurons in the right places or activates that, that doesn't necessarily mean that you will uh, sort of jump on that physical advantage. Because whenever I think to this, like I loved playing sports and graduated as a valedictorian within high school, um, but I also, with the other classmates of mine who were at the top of my class, there were a couple who were athletes, but there were also a lot who weren't. And I've noticed that those that weren't as they started to get older, they have never picked up any sort of approach to physical fitness because they never developed that habit and didn't realize its importance growing up. So that's sort of why I wanted to broach the subject for the show and see if we felt that teaching fitness alongside of education should be a stronger focus within our schools and if that may lead in turn to us all continuing to exercise once we reach the real world as you were talking about Sean which a lot of people don't necessarily do. Yeah well I guess it's not necessarily the point of the schools it can also be like parents and whoever is influencing these people, uh, kids, students, what have you. Uh, it's not necessarily like the school's job to instill this activity mindset. I would say it's it's kind of a job of a teacher, which they're really good at this, to kind of like keep your mind and your body like in sync with one another. Uh, I'd say probably back in the day, before any of us were really in school, it may have been a little bit different, especially when you see movies like Revenge of the Nerds, where you have like your jock teacher who's like all about sports, and then you're really nerdy mathematics teacher who is whatever but nowadays it seems like everyone teaching now has been wrapped around this so much and there's so much awareness to keeping everything in sync with one another it's it seems like their job has evolved to more everything together sort of just a, a collective approach to teaching instead of each person having their own unique focus yeah and it's i mean it's very like liberal like that's it's a very liberal way to see things but like to kind of have like a well-rounded person instead of a straight to the point i'm getting a phd <laughs> <laughs> With a, a focus in the like very very niche particular science or something. Yeah, well, I mean, I've had some classes in college, not in high school, but it was like every twenty or thirty minutes is like, all right, well, now we're gonna get up and just stretch a bit because you've been sitting for a bit of time. You guys are getting bored. You might as well activate your body. <laughs> <laughs> Like you body, just, your body has not been doing anything, but your brain has been doing stuff. So now you sort of trade that off. So that was that's been helpful. Yeah, and I wanted to go back to your point earlier, Sean, that you don't feel like it's necessarily the role of the schools to teach. Yeah, I mean like, they can do whatever they want, but don't feel like everything to be placed on the school, like sex, sex education, which is important. But I don't know if like having the school have to do that. Like, there's a lot of things that the school has to do, like there's vaccinations and like it just gets all piled into the school because we have to go to school and they're like well if you have to go to school we we're going to require you to take these vaccinations to become school students school students <laughs> school students <laughs> <laughs> 
So it sounds to me, Sean, like you're sort of arguing that within schools are going to treat it as just a class or an individual event, and then once that is taught, it's sort of over and they move on to the next thing, so that it's maybe more of a, a lifestyle change is what you feel fitness should be centered around? Yeah, it, I don't think it should just be a one-time thing, like you go to health class, you learn about health, you got your credit, good for you, now you know how the body works, and then you stop, unless you pursue that interest outside of school. But I feel like fitness is more of a lifestyle than an event, so I don't know about you guys, but how do you guys, um, or do you design your life around like physical activities or fitness or being healthy? Um, so, Sam, I don't know. I don't actively think about like my life around fitness. I guess I'm fit. I like to uh, go outdoors and do things there. I do a lot of camping. I do a lot of hiking, stuff like that. And I guess people see that as fitness. I see it more as fun. So it kind of is like a lifestyle, <laughs> but it's not really a fitness lifestyle. It's just my life. Which is a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, and it's but it, it, it's less centered around fitness. Yeah, which it, that's not like the point of. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, and you guys are, might maybe arguing this for the same thing, is that, Sam, you're saying that fitness is sort of a byproduct of your lifestyle. That it comes with your interest and passion for camping and hiking and becoming fit as a result of that is just an additional side effect, essentially. Yeah, seems like fitness is kind of a buzzword that people want to toss in there because they want people to be more fit. Like, oh, you should have like a a fit lifestyle or fitness. I I don't know. It's really weird. A great thing about this, uh, like thinking about like the fitness lifestyle. So there's a TV show that I watched called How I Met Your Mother. And there's one point in the show, the show is absolutely great, but there's one point in the show where Ted Mosby, the main character, is talking to his kids in the future. And he says, he's like, well, this weird thing that we used to do back in the day, uh, we used to go to these things called gyms. And when you think about it like that, it's like, oh, it is kind of weird. We're promoting fitness to people to have a fit lifestyle. So we're making them go to these gyms and everything when it's it should just kind of be ingrained. Like, hey, just go be active, have fun, less buzzy, more lifey. So not fitness for fitness sake. Exactly. Not fitness for fitness sake. That's all I could have said. You could just, <laughs> you could just cut out everything and just say not fitness for fitness sake. <laughs> Um, I guess, so when I think to that, I have been trying to get back into working out more, uh, but I've never really been completely out of shape because I've like loved to hike and things like you do. I go to concerts all the time, and just last night we were both at a show, and I had, according to my Apple Watch, 90 plus minutes of exercise just from dancing at the show. <laughs> at zero. Uh, well, it's because you Wait. left and went outside. <laughs> Um, I also had like 10 minutes at the, when I was in a mosh pit. An accident, accidental mosh pit. 10 minutes of fitness, really. I was there for an hour and a half. 20 people. You just might not have been doing anything. Where you were just in the mosh pit, just like... <laughs> yeah, I wasn't doing, yeah. Or you just have a really, really calm heart rate all the time. Yeah, it was just 60 beats a minute the whole time. Maybe I don't have a heart, guys. Well, based upon how you treat me sometimes... <laughs> uh, <laughs> But what I've noticed as I've started to try to get into a regular routine is the difficulty of developing habits around fitness. Uh, And that's where I start to see Sean's argument that it should be treated more as a lifestyle type of thing, where going to concerts and uh, hiking and just going on walks, those all bring about fitness as a side effect, as we were talking about. Um, And they're things that I don't have to think about. Whereas if it's, okay, I need to go to the gym on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday or something like that, that 
that routine can be difficult to build, but it's what I've had to do more and more to try to get myself to make sure that I don't lapse uh, in my fitness. So I'm not seeing as many shows as I have been because I'm in both grad school and working. Um, I haven't been going on as many hiking trips because I can't get as much time off of work, those sorts of things. So in turn, I have to change my lifestyle to fit into a routine and develop habits. Um, But part of that is also setting goals and establishing methods to motivate myself. So if I reach a certain weight or if I build a certain, like, like if I tone up more, those sorts of things, do I reward myself as a response to that? And I feel all of that builds towards a lifestyle, but it also, like you were saying, Sam, it's kind of fitness for fitness sake. So it's a weird sort of catch-22 where I realize that I need to focus on actually going out and changing my lifestyle, but that's also just turning me into just wanting to go to a gym or just working out for the sake of working out. Well, there's um, there's uh, like three mental, I don't even know what to call them, uh, things that go <laughs> into um, how we, like our outward physical behavior. Um, there are like values, which are a person's standard of behavior of what's important in life. So a value could be like, I value uh, being fit or I value knowledge or I value um, being timely. Um, so those are just, those would be a value. And then a belief is a little bit more uh, powerful. That's like something that one accepts as true. That would be more like a religion or uh, it can be a religion or it could be something that isn't exactly can be disproven or proven. They have a belief on one side or the other. And then the third one would be uh, attitude. Um, these are the easily swayed. Now, you can have a positive attitude towards something. Uh, so you can have a positive attitude towards working out or a negative attitude. That doesn't mean that you don't value being the best person that you can be physically. It just means that you just have a positive or negative attitude. And then to change an attitude, it takes like new info or experience or event to change. Uh, so you can have uh, like denial into saying like, oh, uh, this is just an exception to <laughs> the rule. So I'm just making an exception like, oh, I'm not going to work out today because uh, just I'll do it tomorrow or something like that. Or there's uh, cognitive dissonance where it's like, oh, I work too much to work out. I just don't have enough time, even though that goes against, it could go against one of your values. So the best way to change uh, like behavior is through the attitudes. That would be the easiest way. But if you create better values, that's where like, the hardest sweet spot is. Not actually changing your behavior because that will only last for so long. You have to go a little bit deeper into yourself. And uh, that actually reminded me, I forget where it was that I read the article, and I haven't actually seen the research that they were hinting to, uh, but they were stating that people who say like, oh, I'm going to try and start working out more, or I'm going to go work out later, even if you don't actually end up working out, you give yourself that little bit of like mental yeah, boost, and you get a little bit of an endorphin rush, and you feel like you've worked out and you've accomplished something, even though you haven't. Um, So that's one of the other struggles whenever we treat fitness as something that's an event is if we just say like, oh, I will go work out tomorrow. Now we feel like we've accomplished yeah, that Yeah, the goal. endorphins, your body's like, oh yeah, you actually did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that you did. Yeah. So that's like, that's part of why I think switching to the focus on a lifestyle change does make a lot more sense where if it is, I'm going to do activities that I love doing that results in physical fitness as a side effect of that, then that is probably a lot better approach, um, which is why I could see the argument that within 
schools and things like that. Maybe we shouldn't be just teaching like physical education as an individual class, but trying to get people to focus on if you have a passion for woodworking, like let's do that and let's see how we can tie fitness within that process. Yeah. And also with gyms, uh, also like you can think of like Planet Fitness or LA Fitness or whatever gym that you can think of or Snap Fitness. And, go, go Fitness. Or Go Fitness. <laughs> before Fit or Fitness. <laughs> um, they, they are places that have machines or equipment to do something. Uh, but I feel like the better ones would be like wellness centers or things that promote more of that lifestyle thing. It's not just come in, do the thing, get out. It's more education about everything, getting you into that mindset. And it can also help beginners because when beginners go into a gym, they're like, I don't know what to do. I am embarrassed of being here. But if it's more of a, a wellness center. It's, it's like, okay, this is what you got to do. This is how you get there. It's not going to be like just come in, come out. It's you learn more about how your body works and and then that can also mean that's a good business case as well because then it leads people to keep coming in and not just canceling their membership right after a month or two because they're like, oh, I'm not using this anymore. Um, and because dangling carrots can only work for so long, such as like Nike's fuel band or Apple's like activity ring, um, but it has to be a little bit deeper than that. Well, to that, um, thinking of these various devices and applications and stuff that help us keep track of our activity, which may just be dangling carrots that don't actually affect a lifestyle change, but Sam, I know that you look a lot to these various processes in terms of applications that are out there and how we track fitness schools. So um, what were some of the things that you had to think about? Like I know we were discussing gamification in the past in a previous episode and those sorts of topics. So with everybody in fitness or that's the state of mind for certain people, they like to see a visual representation of what they've done to kind of realize the fitness that has been had. So people like to track their fitness in a multitude of ways. And as a developer, there, there are so many numbers around fitness that you can kind of just take data and prettify it <laughs> and just make it look really good. So you have someone who has, we'll say, we'll just go with the watch because it's a really simple interface. So the Apple Watch, they have their activity monitor, which is just circles. And when you complete the circle, you have literally a completion because you have a full circle. So people like to complete the circle and it's great but then you can go beyond the circle and you can have multiple circles and it's very rewarding to a lot of people to have these fitness goals because they'll get little medals or some other sort of personal gain to be like oh you did this congratulations other fitness trackers tap into social media so i don't know if nike running still does it but you can say like hey i'm on a run and while you're on that run if people like the post then it will let you know like hey someone's like really excited that you're running and it kind of gives you more motivation. So tracking fitness kind of leads a little bit into motivation and yeah. But what if, what if we're in a situation where it's just someone like this is our lifestyle. So they don't really care about tracking fitness, but they do anyway, but it's just them like, like you're just congratulating them on their lives. Oh well, yeah. Well, if you can't measure it, you can't prove it. That's Peter Drucker, whoever he is. That's a quote. Anyway, Brian. <laughs> now I just want to debate that whether that guy's argument is correct or not. Cause yep. part of me agrees with it and part of me does not i don't know who peter drucker is yeah. <laughs> same was talking about the activity rings on the apple watch and how the completion of those sort of gives you a sense of like a uh, pleasure or happiness knowing that you've accomplished a goal but is that actually getting us to set goals or is it just getting us to do something because it's showing up on screen um, and in terms of establishing 
motivation and those sorts of things, which you had also mentioned, I think a lot back to gamification. Um, so the Apple Watch also brings about like little rewards that it gives you. So if you uh, accomplish a goal twice over in the same day and hit 200% of that goal, essentially, then it'll give you a little award, same with 300%, so on and so forth. And there are a lot of different applications out there that do that. Um, and I tend to see those just being short-lived motivation changes. Mm -hmm. They don't necessarily actually change our lifestyles or change our perspective on the importance of exercise and changing our health. Um, but at the same time, for those few that it does get them to get into a habit or a routine, tracking that can result in lifestyle changes. And if you can get just a few people to experience the benefit of that, then perhaps these technological advancements and these approaches to tracking fitness are worth it. Um, it reminds me of the old story of a kid who was down on the beach with his dad and all the starfish had washed up on shore and the kids running down the beach just hurling them back into the ocean and his dad saying you know you can't save them all and the little boy looks at him and says but if I can save just one it was worth it and that's similar with this technology and, and tracking fitness goals if those apps and those different ways of tracking it can result in just at least one person being better about themselves and improving their health then maybe that technology change is worth it for us yeah and then with health it's not just act like physical activity it's also everything that the body is. <laughs> so like I know with um, Apple's health app, um, they have, they probably have more now since iOS 9 was just released in, uh, in beta. So there's It was announced. Announced. Well, you can't, can't you download it? Yeah, but not really released. Beta release, right? Announced. Announced. Yeah. It's out there. Semantics. <laughs> you can get, you, well, yeah, anyway, because they, I know they added more like reproductive health and uh, mm -hmm. that's all I know. Other things. <laughs> um, but before that happened, they had uh, 69 metrics uh, that you could keep track of and they were broken down into body Body measurements such as body fat, BMI, height, fitness, which is like active calories, resting calories, steps, uh, cycling distance, uh, yourself, birth date, sex, blood type, and then nutrition, which is like 38 different kinds of like vitamin A, vitamin B, calcium, things like that. And then uh, results such as blood alcohol content, which I think there's that um, app called Booze, yeah. I believe. Oh, we've used that. <laughs> and that's an easy way. Uh, you can put in your notification center and just easily <clears throat> add drinks. And then I I've actually never used it, but I think it's pretty fun to use. We, we used it when we went to a, a brewery tour and to see numbers, associate numbers with your state of mind is actually pretty fun because you see like, oh, like when I'm at this number, like this is how I feel. Like this is what this number, like it's realizing a blood alcohol content number, like actually like realizing it instead of like getting pulled over, which none of us have. None of us have ever gotten pulled over for a DUI, but getting pulled over for a DUI or getting pulled over and having to blow and like, oh, like you're like 0.7, which is 70% alcohol, which you would <laughs> Be dead. <laughs> you would be dead well before that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, things like that, sleep, and then vitals like blood pressure. Um, so as more sensors become part of our everyday lives, I feel like we get a better picture of who we are, not as uh, more <laughs> broken down into pieces, parts, rather than our spirit. <laughs> it's more of a quantifiable, like, oh, walk this much, and you're this fat. That's sad. Yeah, the quantification of all of that various data also helps us not only get a better picture of ourselves, but we can then communicate that to a doctor or a medical professional who perhaps has a better idea how to take that information and actually understand it. Mm -hmm. um, and so with things like Research Kit from Apple, which I believe are going to be is supposed to be open sourced at some point, um, that being accessible to everyone, now you can send your information to doctors, uh, you can share it an 
anonymously for various research and we can get a much better picture of not only ourselves but also a collective whole as to where we are in terms of uh, the health of our hearts or the health of our uh, like oxygen intake levels which I believe is an additional thing they're adding in iOS 9. Um, so all of those various things can then result in doctors saying like hey you are you know starting to struggle in these areas and you should really focus on doing these exercises or these activities in your life that will bring about uh, those benefits for you. So that ability to communicate with doctors and other medical professionals via the collection of all of these devices, I think, is also another big thing that's important about the way technology is starting to allow us to track everything. Yeah, and then with the, the part being um, open sourced, uh, which sort of goes with the Swift announcement, if they built those research hit apps on Swift and then they open source Swift, it can, because before the, I, the conversation was like, oh, well, they open source it, but it's like, what? <laughs> it's, it's going to just be on iOS and stuff like that. But now it can be everywhere if they built it at top right. Yeah. I don't know if they did. They just need to build compilers, which that's pretty much what they open source compilers for Swift. So now we can have a web compiler or a matrix compiler. <laughs> <laughs> Well, since we've hit the uh, Matrix spot in the show, I'm going to go ahead and say that it's time for our final thought. Well, if you're really looking to lose weight, several years ago, many several years ago, they invented a really cool machine, which doesn't really have a name, but it's it's it has to do with vibration fitness. So you just stand there, and there's a little belt that shakes and shakes, and you just vibrate, and it vibrates the fat off. It works. Well, that concludes the 28th episode of All of Above. Thank you again for listening. Uh, if you want to find our show notes for this episode you can head on over to all of the above.audio slash episode slash 28 and if you want to send us some feedback which we absolutely love receiving you can go to all of the above.audio slash contact but we can also be reached at above podcast on twitter and most other social network thingy majigs finally if you're enjoying the show and want to help us out hop into itunes to leave a review by going to all of the above.audio slash review we will look forward to joining you all next week in the meantime go order your worst enemy an ab shocker as a birthday present oh and last thing completely <laughs> at the end of this uh if you are listening to this and it's before july 1st on july 1st if uh follow me on twitter spjpgrd or columbus web group or something like that i'm hosting i'm hosting instructing a little workshop on sketch three and there's only going to be 10 seats available so if you're in columbus and want to learn about sketch uh hop on that really fast because they're probably just going to go away really really quick. cool bye <laughs>